0: Serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos
1: and Chad Show. Happy, Happy Tuesday. portion of the program is brought to you by Parker and Sons Plumbing Electrical, two-time winner of the Better Business Barrels Ethics Award. Hey, we're going to tell you how to donate as we
2: continue the givethon all week for Phoenix Children's. It's been a great start. I hear we're making money. I hear the phones are ringing. So that is good. You gotta get a couple million, man. I know. We gotta start picking it up. You know what I'm saying? All right. So more, uh, to come on Phoenix Children's and how you can donate in just a moment. You know, we're still, there's still the fallout from last week at the elementary school in El Mirage. So, uh, we've been talking about this for days and it seems that something new comes out every day. Just to give you the backstory, you know, real quick. Somebody tried to get into the school. Somebody had a gun that person never did get into the school
1: did we know if that person was they got him was it okay was it a, was it a person that wasn't like a peace officer undercover cop cuz that was the one thing that kind of felt missing is like is this is this somebody who you know had the right to carry a gun or, or not well not in a school you know well, i mean you know, cops you, can although i know some yeah. places are like we don't want you to carry around here no. like, i don't really
2: i what? mean if you're just somebody off the street and you're carrying a gun and you're walking into a school Uh, that's not good because you're probably there for a bad reason, but they did get the guy. But the backstory is, okay, they locked the school down, which is what you're supposed to do. And the children inside the school started to text their parents, which of course is going to happen. Parents start freaking out, which is going to happen. The thing that went bad here was parents showed up, which by the way, I think is going to happen after Uvalde. They show up. And I don't know how this scuffle broke out, but I think a few parents tried to get past the police, which you can't do. No. Got to let them do their job. Uh, and a couple people ended up getting tased. And it was really, it has turned into quite a mess. Now, all the kids were safe. No one got hurt. But parents, um, especially those who were on scene, are furious. Listen to this man. Do you think he's got a? Do you think he's right here?
1: This is a prime example of why the badge is no longer respected because they're more interested in dealing with themselves instead of protecting and serving. What does that
2: mean? Because I don't think this guy has a brain in his head. Uh,
1: I think he's he's emotional. So whatever he's saying, you could probably discount a portion of it. Uh, that's kind of the way I've always, you know, when you get, people get certain emotionality and then are they're, they're, I think what he was trying to say is they seem to be more concerned with how they look mm-hmm. than the concerns of the parents and what's going on around. Them. Okay. Let's listen to it again.
3: This is a prime example of why the badge is no longer respected because they're more interested
1: in dealing with themselves instead of protecting and serving.
2: So I would tell this guy, just remember, if that's the way you feel, If someone tries to break in your house, don't call the police because you don't respect the badge. Yeah. And you don't think they're going to do a good job. So you're on your own. Don't call the cops. Someone tries to break in your house. Someone assaults you. Don't call the police because you don't respect them. Yeah. So just, just keep that in mind. If you don't respect the badge, why should they come out and help you? Or why should you even call 911 if you're in a bad situation? So I don't get this guy. Now, I because just, I, everybody that talks like that, Chad, something happens in their life and the first call that they make in a pressure situation yeah. in a panic is to the police. Yeah. So this guy should shut his heart. Well, hole. I
1: think again, it, w- when emotions run high, mm-hmm. people start saying things and they get very they throw stuff out there that they're not thinking because now the emotion is running your brain and not the actual brain part.
0: According to El Mirage Police, one parent tried to force his way past officers.
1: All right, full stop
2: there. If you try and force your way past officers, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to either get taken down or you're going to get tased. Yeah. So don't do that. It's like what we always say. If you get pulled over, don't run away. It's really very simple. Don't run away. Don't try and bulldoze your way past a cop. What's going to happen? You can get your rear end taste:
0: To get into the campus.:
2: Yeah, The campus is locked down, and you're trying to get past a cop
0: and that's when the scuffle began two other parents tried to protect him and officers deployed their tasers on did
2: you have something to say about that
0: I just, you know you're
2: I, not, you're it, not, are you it, not buying it, it what
0: we are
1: all overreacting because we think all situations at school now are going to be uvaldi and that all police officers are going to stand around and stare at each
2: other yeah that's not the case no that's not the case we cannot believe that that's going to be the case We've got to believe that that's a one and done in Uvalde where they have gutless police officers. 100%. Because we are not like that out here. Yeah. We, do not, we don't roll that way in Arizona. No. We've got the best cops. No, 100%.
0: On them, after the failure of law enforcement to act earlier this year during the Uvalde school shooting in Texas, some parents are critical of the way officers reacted in this case.
2: Okay, so now you got the Yahoo parent back. Remember we heard from him earlier, the, the cops, no one respects the bad. Here's his big mouth again.
3: Instead of getting the kids out of the building because they didn't know where the situation was, they locked them in the freaking building.
2: So if you don't know where the shooter is, you should get the kids out of the building.
1: Well, I think you should effort to get in there and then try to get them out because you don't want to lock them in there. But if you with, don't know where the shooter is, well, don't that's you Well, that's why you in get in the into the building. Yeah. You know, but this is you and I talked about this yesterday. This is where cops need to they need to sit down and go, all right, here's the deal. We need to set up. Lines where we're not only communicating with the parents, but we have a we have a gap between the parents and the police officers that are either going to go into the building or dealing with potential shooters. So,
2: are you saying that everything outside of the school has changed since Uvalde, where police now have a mess inside the school and outside the school? Yeah, because okay.
1: you know, because uh, when you hear these people, they're upset, they're frustrated, they're scared. I get that they're
2: scared, but if you're trying to run past a cop, you're stupid. Yeah,
1: you know. It's it's a uh, uh, you know
2: I mean it's
1: understandable the, the the fear and the frustration. It's
2: understandable that you show up and you're frustrated yeah. and scared, but again, you're going to run into the school.
1: Well, I think it's a, I, 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 I think the issue is now people are, are so distrusting, so worried They figure. You know what? I'm going to go in rather than letting somebody else go. That's I'm, I'm that's gonna take it ridiculous. In, you know. Yeah, it's
2: ridiculous. I, it, it is because you know what? You're going to get shot. Because someone's going to think, oh, well, there's an adult over there. I don't know who that is. Then you, yeah, no, that's true, right? <laughs> uh, Sheriff Paul Penzone was on with Broomhead, and he talked today about do we need some sort of new technology to redu- reduce the stress of parents when they show up to a school and. There's a lockdown. We're literally looking at every aspect from acquiring a new technology. We show up on a major scene. How can we have something out there, an electronic billboard or something that we can communicate to parents? How do we dedicate staff specifically to work with them on that in that situation? So do we reduce their, their stress? We take care of their needs and they know that their children are going to be cared for. Um, but it's no longer, you know, just we go and we take care of the threat it is 360 degree you know response care for the community care for the issue address the threat and make sure people trust in us because if they don't they're going to take it into their own hands and you're going to see what happened in El Mirage and we don't want that to be you know a common occurrence for us and it's not just in, in the school setting it is in all settings that we're responsible for now it's interesting yeah
1: you know uh Like I said, when I was at Disneyland, I was at Disneyland like 15 years ago, and I remember this. I was over at uh, California Adventure, and something happened on that big wooden roller coaster. Okay. And it was something not good. I think what happened is one train, one of the things came in, the other one didn't leave, and they smashed into each other.
2: It was an accident.
1: It was an accident. Okay. And the way that they went at it as far as keeping parents away and doing certain things while allowing the police and again it's they're very Disney's very sneaky about a lot of this stuff. But which the protocol was on the protocol was not. But one of the things I like though is the fact that there was a certain gap between the parents and the first responders and stuff that were dealing with the situation because people were losing their minds. And I think they need that. You know, a text would be simple. Hey, school's on lockdown, but it is deemed to be, you know, not a threat. It's just a precaution. But what if it is a threat? Do you put that in the text? Well, no, you would, you know, uh, know, it was because, you know, the precaution is nowadays if somebody shoots a gun, you know, two miles away, they lock down some of these schools. So I, I think the way that you look at it is deemed not a threat uh you know or, or a certain alert mm. and and for information you know text this number or uh or go to this area when coming to
2: the school or something i, I think you have it right the bottom line is people are going to start showing up at schools because of what happened in your yeah yeah ktar.com the gatos BQ poll question of today, brought to you by your valley toyota dealers Huge. talk about the el mirage school incident last week do you feel your children are safe at school in the valley? Yes or no? The number one answer is yes, 62%. We're going to talk about this more coming up. Uh, how to get involved with the Give-A-Thon today for Phoenix Children's? That's coming up next.
4: The Give-A-Thon for Phoenix Children's is presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers in the auction Indian community. KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Give-a-thon
2: on the Gatos and Chad Show. Absolutely, it is week-long the give-a-thon for Phoenix Children's. Every show, here once an hour, we're going to show you and try and tell you why uh, you should donate. Um, We'll give you the phone number in a moment. We're going to bring you a story of hope. Let's do a little check presentation uh, from our friends at Embry Health Test Now. Hi,
3: everyone. My name is hannah bennett director of community relations and engagement for Embry health our patients along with our company has raised seven thousand three hundred and seventy one dollars for phoenix children's hospital we are so excited to be here today please please call in at 602-933-4567 to donate
2: Woo! love the excitement Woo! that's awesome all right, so over seven grand. That's what it's all about. It's exciting to raise money that goes to a hospital that saves children's lives. Yeah. Okay?
1: Who who doesn't give money I think, man, that sucked. That was horrible. Yeah, that was bad. I'm glad I did a good thing, but that's horrible. I yeah. feel bad. Nobody does that. It's like working out. You never feel bad. You feel good. I don't feel good when I work out. I know you don't. Anyway, uh, it's time for another story of hope presented by Mattamy e. Holmes. Amanda. Armando's little daughter doesn't remember anything about the day she was run over by a car. But it's a day Armando will never forget. This is Amanda's story.
3: I'm Armando.
4: My name is Amanda, and this is my story. Well, hello. I was hit by a car.
3: She had a fractured pelvis in four places, laceration on her liver, very serious brain injury. She had a tracheostomy.
4: I don't even remember that day. I just saw black.
3: Even though everybody was telling us she was not going to make it, she's here, breathing by her own, walking, talking.
4: I had to get better. I had to try.
3: Mandy, she's a warrior. honestly believe in miracles that day when my daughter was hit by the car a retired nurse was driving by he stopped he started performing CPR while the paramedics got there I almost I think I was going to break his back because I hugged him as hard as I could and I thank him God works in mysterious ways
4: I struggled for my physical
3: therapy seeing her in pain crying The therapist would ask her, do you want to stop? And every single time she would answer, no. By that time, I would break my heart seeing her in pain, but also she was giving me a lesson of being a fighter. The doctors are amazed with her progress. She's doing very good, getting stronger day by day.
4: I want to be either an author, director, vet, like a musician.
3: My dream for Mandy is recover hundred percent and to be independent. Hey, she needs to work hard. No we'll be by her side. Hey,
4: yeah. back. Damn.
3: Thank you to Phoenix Children's Hospital, the doctors, nurses, therapists.
4: I was so grateful for them.
3: They treat us like a family.
4: Imagine if your kid was in that position. It's very important to help PCH.
3: You can make a difference. I saw it with my daughter. Donate, please.
2: seen uh kids at phoenix children's the toughest kids i've ever seen little girls like trinity and Shoney, some of my favorites that i've met and they have survived incredible incredible things um these are the toughest kids you're going to see, yeah. and Amanda's one of those.
1: And the cost to run this hospital, because, again, if you, they're not asking, can you pay? They're asking, are you ready to fight and to win? Because we're doing everything we can, and we're going to give you the resources to do that. And that's why we all donate. That's why we give. All right, here's the match music. Thanks to our
2: friends from some boroughs. And so when you hear the music, this is when you call 602-933-4567. 602-933-4567. You become a champion of hope. You call in. Do $20 a month. A teddy bear delivered to a child in your name. And you will receive your choice of a kid's pass at Wildlife World Zoo or uh, a cobblestone car wash. 602-933-4567. We're in a match. Match it up. And that means also the Train Teddy Bear Express. Come on, man. Train. Going upstairs with a little bear. Call about six zero two nine three three four five six seven. 602-933-4567. The match goes into the break. So call now. Coming up, Becky Lynn's 330 newscast. It's just such a different newscast than all the other ones during the day. And if you don't know what we're talking about, we help her. We do help her. We are helping uh, Find out uh, what that's all about next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR, on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com, and streaming live on the KTAR News app. You're breaking news and traffic now. Well, it's just after 3.30, and you know what that means. It's time for us to hold up Becky Lynn's headlines. Go ahead, Becky Lynn. KTAR News. Water Watch. Bacon
0: Watch. Lakes Mead, and Powell are each down to about 25% capacity. And the federal government has cut Arizona's Colorado river supply by an additional 3% today. ASU climate expert Randy Servany says this is tied to years of weak snowpack in the Colorado Rockies. And he is not optimistic about what's ahead this winter.
2: Most of the storms uh, this next fall and winter probably hitting up into the northwest coast of the United States, missing the the Rockies.
0: And these new cuts mean that Arizona will see a 21% cut in its Colorado River supply next year. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. We've got to invade
1: another state and start stealing all their water. Oh. I just think there's really any problem with it, you know, I mean, no, at this no. point. It's about survival. We're,
2: we're going to go to war over water. From what I understand, this is going to affect. A lot the- of
1: countries have, by the way.
2: <laughs> this is going to affect farming more than anybody yeah and I even I thought it was Pinal County uh so like I know
1: the dirt people literally is going to be just dirt
2: (laughs) if but like if you're a regular person just like us it doesn't necessarily change anything do I understand that correctly well not
0: coming out of the tap but if it affects farmers it will eventually affect you as well
2: yeah coming out of the tap yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. we're holding up the headlines
0: speaking of water (laughs) tropical system that originated in the Gulf of Mexico is continuing to move west, and it appears to be locked in on Arizona. Jared Hill with the National Weather Service says the many parts of the valley can see a total of one to two inches between Friday and Sunday. Just a ton
1: of moisture over the desert always raises concerns for the potential of flash
0: flooding. This comes after parts of the North Valley saw two to three inches of rain last Friday.
1: Yeah,
2: it's the flooding that you have to worry about, because we are just not... Uh, a state that you know, takes a, a tremendous amount of water all at one point at one no. time. It doesn't drain properly. The ground is too hard. We're not we're, set up for No, this. we are not.
1: You know, it's like I always tell everybody, go and look at other places when it's really hot. Their roads buckle. Ours don't. But man, we get an inch of rain and woo, people, it's like Noah.
2: Mm, mm, get the boat ready. We're holding up the headlines.
0: You heard it live here on KTAR. President Biden signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law today. After several negotiations, the bill finally passed along party lines in in both the House and the Senate this month, this new law includes the largest investment ever approved in the U.S. on climate change. The Inflation Reduction Act invests
1: $369 billion to take the most aggressive action ever, 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 ever in confronting the climate crisis and strengthening our our economic our energy security.
4: Well and said.
0: the Inflation Reduction Act also will cap out-of-pocket expenses on prescription drugs for Medicare recipients and add a new 15% tax on large corporations.
1: Best thing in there is the prescription drugs, which should have been done a long time ago. Uh, the rest of it's a waste. And... Even the best estimates is it's not fighting any inflation anytime soon. Uh, So there you go. It's another seven hundred billion dollars that we're spending and taxing. Yay! See, Biden's wife got COVID. I did
2: because of this. It's not because of this. It's not okay. It does tell you one thing. Like those are the two most protected people in America, and they can still get it. It really is amazing, right? So
1: many people, though. You think so? Yeah, because I do out shaking hands, you know. No, he's shaking yeah, You know, shaking he's anybody's out hand. there. You know, he goes out, he gets his insure, and they take him out to play bocce
2: ball All or whatever. Right. You know, to <laughs> <knit>. <laughs>
0: he's not knitting.
2: Whatever they do, we're well. holding up the headlines. That was terrible, Becky Lynn, Right? It was. Do you horrible. think Biden? Do you
0: think Biden knits? I do not believe him. I don't think. He I know. Knits. I wouldn't
1: give anything really. He spiky. might crochet,
0: <laughs> but he does not crochet. <laughs> there we go. My, bad. You, you may have seen some pictures of a fallen shipping container at the southern border <laughs> since the governor's push to fill border wall gaps in Arizona. Oh, Wall fell down the governor's office confirms to ktar only one section of shipping containers was knocked <laughs> down and it has already been welded back into place the governor's office adds the container likely was knocked over by people not by the weather but they couldn't say for sure who did it so uh
2: one of those containers weighs nine thousand pounds it, who pushed it over what, we, what is the, the Hulk? Hulk? Is the Hulk out there in the desert? I mean, come on. Oh, wow.
1: maybe No, I was cartels probably. 9,000 pounds. Yeah. they got Did you it. have
2: 9,000 people from the cartel out there pushing it off? No,
1: you have a tractor that a farmer lent you because he was nice or terrified.
2: I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Why aren't you? I thought they were welding all
1: those things together. Well, it takes you but can't just, just do not. all right because they welded it together, right? I think Steve said they put
3: everything it's,
0: together. It's back, yeah. It's well, back. yeah, I'm sure they stacked and Then they're going to go back and you know, right. take
1: care because nobody's ever played Legos before. You yeah. snap
0: it in. You snap it
1: in. Wise man.
3: I asked them why it wasn't welded together when it was pushed over, <laughs> right. and they said it was the only section that wasn't because the night before they stopped working on the wall when it got dark. What if, the, what, if, what if
2: Ducey's people pushed it off, and then they wanted to blame it on the cartels? What if they did it? What if they sabotaged their own wall? Uh-huh. Yeah. You don't like that, Becky Lynn. You're not I, buying it. I'm
0: sitting here going to what end? Why would they do that? We're holding up the headlines. Mm -hmm. Sexual assault and domestic violence victims in Phoenix soon will have an updated space where they can seek support and report crimes. The Phoenix Police Foundation has launched a renovation project for its Victims Center. Mayor Kate Gallego explains the city wants victims to have a place where they can feel comfortable.
3: When this project is done, we will have a much better experience for both our Phoenix police team and our victims. They won't have to see as many people, navigate through hallways or past desks. There will be much more
0: privacy. To learn more and to donate to the project, you can go to phoenixpolicefoundation.org.
1: Yeah, the privacy side of things, giving people the opportunity to to go through something without, you know, lights and cameras and action and people staring. And it, it, that is uh, a, a definitely needed so they can catch their breath and try to get their sea legs of what's happening.
2: All right, that's it for another edition of Holding Up the Headlines. We're at 3.30. Becky Lynn reads the news. us and Chad, we interrupt and react to the day's top stories. All right, still to come, uh, those shipping containers we chatted about on the border. They toppled after just one day. The real reason that they toppled coming up. Plus, plus. Mi- midterm mayhem. Mayhem. Every day at 4, we bring you the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. We've got some poll numbers on Kelly v. Masters. And it's not good for one of them. Next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM.
0: Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show.
1: How many times I push these buttons? You know, my national show, I don't have to push any buttons. Because I really have one button. Bragger. Uh, I know. Pretty bragging. I have addition. a national show. Look at me. Uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> come. Come enjoy uh, the time at 2 in the morning. Uh, it's the Gives Chat Show podcast. Your iPhone, your Android. You go. You click right there. Next thing you know, there we are. And you never miss any of the exciting action. Uh, the Gives of Chat Show podcast brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolistbyers.com, carolistbyers.com. All right. So how do you solve Arizona's teacher
2: shortage? OK, lowering the bar for teachers isn't working. It's a bad idea by Ducey anyway. Um, it's basically what he said is just be a babysitter. That's not what teaching is all about. It's not being a babysitter. It's about getting your kid to learn. Uh, we have over 2000 teacher uh, uh, vacancies uh, and no one's rushing to become a teacher. So here's the uh, here's the new idea. Let veterans teach. OK. Don't you think if veterans wanted to teach, they, they'd go do it now? Why, why put the well, word mean, out? You
1: know, may, maybe, again, uh, maybe they're just getting out of there. Maybe they've served for a very, very, very long time and they mm-hmm. want to give back. And this Maybe is they'd rather
2: good? go and fight the Taliban than go into a classroom of 30 third graders.
1: Yeah. Well, based on all those stuff we left the Taliban, I'm thinking probably. Yeah, that not. was
2: a pretty big mess. Yeah.
1: One year ago. What a hot mess.
2: It was a year ago.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. We left seven billion dollars in US military equipment behind well, we left all our Which stuff. the Taliban now has. Wow. Insane. I know. But why would a veteran
2: want a low paying job for high stress, uh, long work days and weekends? Well,
1: uh, why would we, we punish stress. Why are we punish <laughs> why are we punishing the veterans? <laughs> and some people want to give back, right? Like they enjoy that. They enjoy the service side of it of doing something like that. But it doesn't mean that they could teach. No, it doesn't mean they can teach. It doesn't mean they can't teach. But the reality is this is not fixing the problem long term. You're trying to put a Band-Aid on a a, a bullet wound. Here's the reality of it. We all need to come together and go, what's the realistic wage that we need to pay teachers to to stay, and how do we go about achieving that without raising taxes on one subset group of people, or how do we do that here in a real way, and nobody wants to have that conversation, uh, and it's going to be even tougher to have the conversation as we head into a pretend recession, or whatever it is, and, you know, slowing down potentially the economy and inflation to go, hey, let's raise taxes, Hmm. So, I mean, in Florida,
2: they're talking about recruiting veterans to address the dire teacher shortage. Um, what's good about that solution?
1: That's not a lot. I, I don't find anything really. Well, I mean, some of this they, they have a three pronged attack. One of which is uh, you're going to school. You have an AA degree. You spend a couple years as a a teacher is mentoring another person who's coming up and another one is if you are a retired teacher or you're a teacher now and you're thinking about leaving they'll pay for you to go get your master's degree which is always a nice thing Mm. They're, they're trying stuff but again it goes back to You have to be able to say, okay, what is the job really worth and what are we paying them? What do they think they're worth? What can we do to bridge the gap? And in doing so, how do we do it where everybody is participating? And again, we're not passing it off to one group of people.
2: All right. Let's say that you recruit uh, veterans, okay, to try and help the teacher shortage. Uh, Does this address the real problem of low pay? No. Does this address the real problem of there's a lack of professional respect for teachers in this country? No. No. If veterans wanted to teach, they could go and they, they could figure out a way to do it. It's like Ducey's stupid idea. Hey, if you have a you know if, if you if you if you like history, you know you know you're a history buff. You're out there. Come and teach a history class. Well, that doesn't, you know a lot about history. It doesn't mean that you can command the attention of a single kid in a class. Yeah. It, we're just lowering the bar. And, you know, we continue to lower that bar. What are we admitting? We're admitting that our kids' education really isn't that important. That's what we're doing. So why don't we all just come out and say that? The reason we got a teacher shortage, the reason we don't pay teachers, we really don't care about the kids' education.
1: No, I think we care about the kids' education. I th- I think, you know what? Prior to COVID, I think this would be moving in a different direction. I think uh, with the fights that went on with covid i think there's a there's an issue there it's there's a lot to work into it, but nobody wants to come to the nobody wants to bring some solutions and say let's kick around ideas and let's come up with something real you know is it a you know is it a 1 cent sales tax that we can raise money how do we guarantee the money gets there because that's one of the things you know every taxpayer should go i want guarantees the money's are reaching the teacher and not that you're going to hire t- one teacher and 12 administrators Which is also, as we've known, across the country and elsewhere, even here, that's happened before. When money was supposed to get to the teachers, it goes elsewhere. Hiring
2: uh, veterans to address the teacher shortage. Uh, It's not going to work. It's not going to work. All right, coming up next, midterm mayhem. Every day at 405, we bring you the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. And today we're going to be discussing, is Katie Hobbs running for governor with the same strategy Biden used to become president? Next.